And this is Matthew. Uh, today we are breaking down the newly released uh, animated DC film Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 of 3. This is the next installment in the animated Tomorrowverse, which began with Superman Man of Tomorrow. Um, this one features uh, Darren Chris back again as Superman, Jensen Eccles back as Batman. We've also got Stan McCaddick as Wonder Woman, um, Matt Bomer as The Flash. We've got Jimmy Simpson as Oliver Queen, Zachary Quinto is back as Lex Luthor, and a smattering of other characters, um, plethora of voice actors. Uh, this is, of course, adapted from the ever-famous uh, run from DC Comics that led to the New 52, ultimately. Um, Matt, let me start with what's your what's your history with the comic Crisis on Infinite Earths? Well, not technically new 52 but i could see where you might oh you're right yeah i you're right i'm thinking of anyway go ahead well because (laughs) this is like flashpoint yeah they pulled like there's some of this it's like they pulled in things from flashpoint they pulled in things from the original crisis from the 80s which was Mm -hmm. a really cool story and then they also mixed in the earth 2 miniseries from like the early 2000s this is just a weird hodgepodge yeah i'm gonna say mess because i did enjoy it ultimately Mm -hmm. but what because so the original infinite crisis was from the late 80s and what it was doing is that they had a mess of canon at dc yeah there was a superboy comic that was on one world there was a superman comic that was in another world an older super like everything was its own world and they decided let's crash it together created this really cool story yeah that was Infinite Crisis, 12 issues, all kinds of cool stuff. And it looks like this is that, but they're incorporating like Rebirth, New 52, all those things that are good and bad. Yeah. Uh... They're incorporating a lot of stuff into this movie, and we'll, we'll, we'll elaborate on that a little bit here in a sec. Um, I, I will preface with, I didn't hate this movie. I just didn't like it as much as I was hoping to. Um, I've, I've enjoyed for the most part, the Tomorrowverse stuff, uh, the Legion of superheroes was very good. I thought, um, we've talked about the long Halloween, you know, man of tomorrow. I actually enjoyed war world. I thought was a little weird. Um, (laughs) it almost seems like they're doing crisis on infinite earths. If it took place in all the DC animated universes we've had up until this point, because like we see, spoiler alert, a, he goes back to War World, uh, yeah, at it towards the end of this. So it's pretty clear. I, I have a theory we'll get into a little bit, but it seems like they're taking similar to what CW did. They're taking the concept of Crisis on Infinite Earths and making it fit the mold of the world we currently live in. Uh, kind of like when, you know, for better or worse, Avengers did Age of Ultron. They did the they took the concept of Age of Ultron and uh, moved it into uh, into its into the mold of the MCU or like what we saw, like what we saw with, uh, um, you know, Infinity War, things like that. So that's kind of the feeling I'm getting from this. I know it's a part one of three. Um let me ask you, just as a as a standalone movie on its own, how did you feel about it? Uh, it's fine. Like I think <sighs> this reminds me of, and not in the nicest way, 
of the what was that one with Batgirl called? Um, Apocalypse War. No, 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 no. The, the the one where it's oh my gosh, a Killing Joke. The Killing Joke. Oh, this I get reminds what you're me of the Killing Joke where it was like you guys padded the beginning of this movie so that we understood what this was going to be. Yeah, basically they wanted to do Crisis on Infinite Earths and realized, well, to do that, you need an established Justice League and and a DC canon. Oh, we haven't done that yet. We've only yeah. done <laughs> Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Um, and so, oh, shit. So, yeah, the first 45 minutes of this 90-minute movie is... Real quick, let's world build the rest of these of, of, of DC in the Tomorrowverse, um, and then we'll actually get to to the story. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think "fine" is the right word to use for yeah. this movie. It's perfectly watchable. <laughs> well, and I think that was the thing because we recorded the other night or yeah. last night. I don't know how much you wanted to give away, but like, I think you were forty five minutes in. I was like, okay, now the movie starts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, I forty five minutes in is when they is when the monitor and and uh, Harbinger start pulling everybody into you know what Batman calls the think tank. It's actually quite quite an apt description. Um, but yeah, it's forty five minutes into the movie. The first forty five minutes is using the device of flash time skipping to show us all the beginning and all, all the stuff from this timeline that we haven't seen yet. Um, and also establishing some weird canons within it, which the idea that this Batman is against having a Robin and gives Dick Grayson up for adoption in central city is an odd choice to me. Um, it's, it's an odd choice for couple different reasons like number one it is either one potentially the groundwork for some interesting things once all these worlds collide yeah or two it's uh it's gonna get really awkward really quick (laughs) yeah well it gets really awkward when when batman goes to the think tank and finds robin and huntress from this other universe where it's the uh where it's bruce wayne's daughter huntress yeah, uh, which is I don't know which version of Huntress I prefer. That is but. that is pre, so that's where the pre-crisis thing. There's if you ever heard people call about post-crisis and pre-crisis. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is that thing. Is there was a pre-crisis world where Huntress was the daughter of Catwoman and Batman? Yeah, I never liked that story. I like it. I like it better as her being you know the, the mob boss daughter. I yes, just, you know, I think it's a. It just yeah, I think it works better from a story perspective, uh, and I'm not also just saying that because of that Birds of Prey TV show that <laughs> lasted like ten episodes, which was ten episodes too many. That show was unwatchable. Um, but yeah, so it's it's weird choices like that. Um, that's honestly probably the most out of left field choice I think. Where I'm like, really, you're gonna have a really you're gonna try to to justify a Batman that doesn't have a Robin, really. It's it's interesting. In that, like, like I said, I think if you're setting up what I think you're setting up future wise, and I think that's what this whole movie is like yeah. this movie, the, the last 45 minutes are the film and standalone ish as a part one, depending on what happens in two and three, either this movie is brilliant 
to lay the groundwork down for what we're getting, or you just pulled a death of Superman where you tried to cram in us caring about Superman. So we gave a crap about him dying at the end. Yeah. And then we got that horrible sequel. Yeah. I, um, I have a couple theories and I talked about one of them with you about where I think they're going with this take on crisis on infinite earths. And if it's going the direction I think it's going, I'm not thrilled um, because it almost seems like they're trying to tie this crisis into the ending of justice league apocalypse war because we have this you know unnamed british homeless man that can do magic it's john Con- it's a thousand percent john constantine spoilers but not spoilers because it's pretty obvious who it is if you're if, if you're <laughs> listening to this i'm assuming you've already you've already seen the movie um it's 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 not super obvious until the first time he does magic then it's like oh a, a british what a, a british guy doing magic and in dc gee i wonder who that could be but it's it's yeah. the choice of dialogue specifically when he says to flash like this is my penance for causing this and you know you're just as guilty as i am if you remember the ending of apocalypse war is everything's gone to shit um most most of the dc universe is dead or and and john goes to the flash and says Hey, remember that thing you did where you went back in time and like changed everything and started over? He's like, yeah, it was awful and almost brought about the end of the multiverse. Cool. Could you do that again? Yeah, sure. Why not? And he just does it. And that's what creates, that's what creates the current canon that we're in. It almost feels to me like they're using that as the catalyst from, for, from which we're, we're building this crisis. And if the whole point of this crisis is to tie it all back to the shitty ending of a shitty movie, I'm not here for that, um, especially if, considering it's Nolan North voicing this this version of John Constantine. The fact that you wouldn't even bother to get Matt Ryan back, who loves Constantine more than a crackhead loves crack. So, <laughs> I mean, that guy loves playing, and, and the people demand more Matt Ryan as John Constantine. So, it, it's just it's an odd choice if that's the direction they're going. But but to your point. I'm going to need to see parts two and three to really yeah. determine how I feel about this one, because it, this is, this is backstory and set up the movie. Yeah. It's, it's all set up. And I know it's part one of three, you know, it's coming. Yeah, I know, but I should still be able to watch part one and be excited about what's coming, but also feel fulfilled with what I've watched. Yeah. And so far what I, I just feel like I've watched a lot of exposition. Yeah. It should be fellowship of the ring not the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. Which is what it feels like. I just kind of feel like, so I get it in a way you, for some reason, there's an hour and a half cap on these movies. It's well, you know, you got to remember they're animated animations, expensive, and it takes a lot of time. And the longer you make them. And also it's got to be something that's, um, it's, it's animation. So ultimately, even though this is more, grown-up animation it's still going to be kids watching a lot yeah. of this especially once it hits streaming and 90 minutes is about the attention span you've got uh, yeah. for a for a kid and b for the parent that has to sit there and watch this with their kid yeah see and i i feel like i would have preferred you did two two-hour ones i yeah. think you could have done the same and that's where but also we haven't seen the others but because the original crisis on infinite earth story was 12 issues 
and yeah. they had a lot of crap going on. It, it well, it was twelve issues, but it also there were also so many damn like you couldn't just read the Crisis series. You also had to read like everything else because they were tying it in with everything else going on. It was that's the problem you run into when you do these big event runs like this in comics is like unless you're a people think people think it's hard keeping up with the mcu yeah if you're a comic book reader it's even harder because you have to go buy you you're not going to buy one catwoman book to know what's going on you have to go buy 12 catwoman books along with 12 batman and 12 green arrow and then the actual crisis story it's a lot to keep up with and I think sometimes we people tend to misjudge just how long these movies need to be compared to how long it's like, oh, it was 12 issues. Like, yeah, it was 12 issues. Th those issues are only like 15 pages. though. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you also have the like, there's stuff, like you said, we had to set up this universe in order to destroy it. Yeah, you didn't have to do that with the comics. Everything was already quote unquote established. Which, which I think is is again, it's it's the you know. I thought we learned this lesson already with with Tom Holland's Spider Man and Robert Pattinson's Batman. We know what happened. We know who these characters are. We don't need the introduction. Anybody yeah. who is watching Crisis on Infinite Earth Part One knows who these characters are yeah <laughs> we don't need it start with the justice league and see everybody pulled in from other places you could you could start with the founding of the justice league you could start much farther into this movie than we do especially yeah. because and i think this is a personal taste issue but because the movie opens with an amazo fight and i don't know if i've said this on this show before i know i've said it to you I hate Amazo. I think Amazo <laughs> is one of the truly dumbest comic book characters because nothing about him makes sense. Like, even from a comic book perspective, it's like, he can just absorb and copy the powers and abilities of other superhumans. How? Yeah. How? He, they're like, they never, it, it just, it's like, give like, at least with Superman, yeah, he can fly and he's, but they give you some semblance of a reason as to why it's the gravity's different and yada, 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 yada. Cool. They give you something. Is it totally viable? It's debatable, but at least it's an explanation. Amazos, he can just do it because we say he can do it. And it's, it's dumb. And, and so when they open with that, I'm already half checked out. It's like, you're going to give me all the 45 minutes of backstory centered around a character that sucks yeah it he doesn't bother me i think the coolest he's ever been was in justice league unlimited when, well that's that's but, that's cheating though i mean yeah because that, <laughs> that shows flawless <laughs> yeah but i mean just the idea that he gets so powerful that he leaves and then he comes back like that was cool but even then like you'd have to get there but yeah i i didn't mind it especially i liked when he returns at the end yeah but i, I it's it is a it's again if what we established and all of that stuff somehow pays off in the other movies mm -hmm. I, I it'll be interesting but i have a strong feeling it's not i don't know and and that's kind of the thing is because they're taking such wild swings with the and i want i want to be very clear it has been years since i've read crisis on infinite earths i read it in like the early 2000s and and that was the last time I touched it. So I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm, I know everything that happens in it. 
But yeah, since they're taking so many liberties with the story at this point, I, it's hard to predict what's coming next. And so far, because, you know, we spend a lot of time on the crime syndicate planet, which was, it was not in crisis. Not at all. No. Not at all. Um, we did see that in Crisis on Two Earths, which was actually a pretty good animated movie from God knows how long ago. Which was adapted from the Earth 2 storyline. Yes. From the comics. And it's, the character designs are almost on identical to what they were doing in, in that animated movie. So I'm it, it makes me wonder, like, was this crime syndicate planet the same one from that movie because it's a it's a multiverse yeah so um so i i don't know it's hard we also saw that planet get wiped out in this movie which is fine uh the crime, <laughs> crime the crime syndicate thing is cool but it's it, it's it's been done it, i'm kind of tired of seeing i'm tired of tyrant superman it's a good story i like it it's been done to death yeah. uh so yeah it's hard to say where this is going man well and i think Given the Robin weird setup they did, given some of the fact that they've took the time to do this, I really feel like, because ultimately the the original Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline was about them combining everything into one. Yeah, Some people died. Some people lived. That's where you start getting into the different versions of Superman who then become one. How you get a Superboy and a Superman who exists in the same place. Yeah. Things like that. You know, Supergirl dies, Flash, Barry Allen dies. There's a lot, and it's not a spoiler. The comic is 30 years old. Yeah, this came out in the 80s. <laughs> 40. Anyway, yeah. point being that. All, no, I think it's like almost 40 exactly. I think it was like, I think it was yeah. like 80, 82 to 85. 85 yeah. to 86 is when it ran. So it's almost yeah. 20 years exactly. 40. 40 years. 40. Shut up. Yeah. So the point is, is that it meshed everything together so yeah. that you could then have a cohesive universe, but then you started running into pre-crisis and post-crisis mm -hmm. and it got a little confusing because you'd read all that stuff for so long. And now you get into like, well, no, like I think one of the biggest changes was like Batman who killed Batman's parents. Yeah. Pre-crisis it's Joe chill post-crisis. It's a nobody. Yeah. And then of course, they've altered that four or five different times in the interim yeah. between rebirth and new 52. But my point is, is that if that's where we're going and we're going to see all these characters meshed, I'm really interested in seeing like, what does that mean with owl man? Because owl man is now in the DC continuity in the, like, I mean, they've also done all the new multiverse stuff, but like yeah. a Batman, this is where I would, this is what I was getting into. A Batman who thinks having a Robin is stupid, suddenly having a Robin, I think is damn good storytelling, if that's what you were setting up. See, I, I'm not as into that because part of what makes Batman and Robin's relationship so special is Bruce's reluctance to take him on. And it creates a level of character growth with Bruce Wayne and Batman as a character to go from, I'm this dark loner. Alfred convinces him to take this boy on to give him a sense of family again. And then that evolves into the Robin. Like it, it, I love moments for characters to grow and change. And that's what Robin has always been for Batman. Just yeah. Suddenly thrusting a Robin upon him. And now he's just got to kind of deal with it reluctantly. I'm, I'm less into because it, it takes away part of what makes their relationship so special as being, you know, 
there's always been the long-standing thing of like, yes, Damian Wayne is Bruce's offspring, but Dick Grayson is his son. And, well, and you, if, you, if, you, if you just multiverse thrust a Robin on him, suddenly it's so it, it, it makes it, it makes it less impactful. I think it makes their relationship less impactful. Well, and I think it also depends on how they do it. Like if it's, and this is now we're going to get into the time travel sift that that's most people freaking hate where yep. it's like, is he going to remember both things? Yeah. Is this going to be a flashpoint thing where flashes memories all kind of convert? Or if Batman suddenly remembers raising a Robin and not having a Robin like there. Yeah. My point more is like, there is some interesting things. If you combined all these random characters from different multiverses who are suddenly now in one single thing, I think you could mine some very interesting stories, but given the track record of these movies, they're probably not going to do that. (laughs) Well, and it also brings up the idea of, of, of the DCU of James Gunn's DCU, you know, creature commandos is coming out this year. We're going to see a trailer at the Super Bowl. I would bet money on it. Um, And James Gunn has said time and time again, it's like anything that is DCU canon, if it's animated, the actors who are voicing them will also play them in live action. So it makes me wonder if the entire point of this Crisis three-parter is to tie a bow on the tomorrow verse and say, cool. Now the next few things we can do are going to be animated and are going to be part of James Gunn's DCU. Now we're eliminating any, now we're, we're eliminating the confusion. Basically it yeah, makes me, I, I feel like that's also what I think we're trying to do a lot with this. And that's why we're making it a three parter, which then makes me wonder, well, since we had a 45 minute prologue to this crisis, <laughs> In part three, are we going to get a 45-minute epilogue? Are we going to return to the king this thing and give it five endings? Like, I it's, I don't know. It, it It's hard to say. And again, it's not that I didn't like it. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk about some of the, the stuff we liked about this. Because there were some things about this that I did, I did like. Um, I know you're not the biggest fan of the animation. I quite like it because I think it very much resembles a comic book panel, a comic book art. Um, that's where I'm quite enjoying it. Some of the character designs are hit and miss, but I, I do, I do enjoy the animation style. Um, I also enjoyed a lot of the writing in, I love the butting of heads they give to Green Arrow and Batman. Cause that's one of the things that's so indicative of those two characters that they are, yeah. they are two sides of the same coin. And they, I think they both, it's, it's one of those, like, if you can hear their inner monologue, it's like, holy shit, am I this annoying? is is that what i sound like well and i think too it's it's like i i just hope this goes where i honestly think it it, if it goes where you're saying i think it'll be amazing and i think if you keep those relationships where where, where it's going as far as tying it off and tying it off and the end of this is like and now the universe yeah you know the gunverse or whatever and you open it up and you know like, you know, depending on your religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs, yeah. if combining all these worlds creates the Big Bang Theory <laughs> that creates a new DC yeah. universe, because you 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 nailed on the head. Like he said, actors will play the characters across everything. Yeah, that means like, like Darren Chris, I think he's a great Superman. He's not going to be Superman. He's not going to be Superman. Oh. 
Come 2025, it's going to be uh, Corn Sweat. I I've said his name last name wrong so many times on this show. David David C. We're calling him David C. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I every time I try to say it, I say it wrong. Uh, but yeah, it, so obviously Darren Chris is going to be out. There is no confirmation on who Batman is going to be because they don't even have a script for that movie yet. Yeah. Um, we know that because Lois Lane and this is Alexander Daddario, we know who Lois Lane is going to be. It's going to be Rachel Brosnahan. We know Nicholas Holt. So, so anything associated with Superman in the Tomorrowverse, you can pretty much nix because none of them are, are who they're going to be. No. Um, so I don't know. It, it, this is going to be their, you know, because they said the Flash was going to be was going to be the reset button for everything, and I, I and I do think that that's very much true, and that I think this can be their way of also giving a reset button to the animated stuff. But also, I will say, I don't necessarily need them to do that either, because they've already said that like when something is Elseworlds, there will be an Elseworlds slate at the beginning of it. So I'm like, well, then you so then you don't need to. So I, I don't know if that's what they're actually trying to do. It's just it's just one possibility, especially again since Creature Commandos is coming this year. Um, so I don't know. It just it it just seems like an odd time to be doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. Not odd, but a little too coincidental with everything. And again, it's the choice of characters and dialogue, with, particularly with Constantine and the Flash, where I'm like, this just feels like they're tying it back to, like they're like they're rebirthing it, like they're rebirthing, you know, Flashpointing new. They're, they're they're doing again. They're taking the basic mold of Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then just making it fit with the within not the comics but within the established canons in the animated stuff yeah um again like we've said now it's gonna depend on what part two does because i think part two is going to also heavily influence how i'm going to feel about part three because part two is where they've really got to shine part two is where they've got to show me why we're doing this prove to me why this needed to happen well and i think the homework we may need to have now is We've got four or five months, allegedly, before the next one comes out. Allegedly. I think we're going to have to reread Crisis and discuss yeah. it. <laughs> we may have to go back and do a reread of Crisis, which I am not looking forward to. <laughs> not that it's bad. It's just from what I do remember, it's like, oh, this is so much to read. Oh, God. I think that I think I said to you, and it's some of the other comics, is like, you know, you have to know where that story takes place for some of it to make sense. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like Wally West is not Flash anymore, or he's a sidekick again. Like, yeah. depending on because, like, in the '90s and the early 2000s, Wally West was our was the DC's Flash. He was my Flash when I was first reading comics. Wally West was the Flash. That yeah. was the Flash that I was that I was reading. And then they did reboot re uh, New Fifty Two. Yeah. And New 52 scraps that brings Barry Allen back to be black, to to be the Flash. And then Wally West becomes black. Yeah, that was kind of the big change with Wally. Other than that, everything else stayed the same. I also do remember, I remember because I stopped reading Flash comics um, at when they finished the the Terminal Velocity run, which was where Wally West was basically getting absorbed into the speed force. Yeah, and um, he—I think he ends up turning over the mantle to Jesse, if I remember yes. correctly. 
because um, at one point Impulse was thinking it was going to be him, and he's like, "No, you're 12. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. 12, and you're 12, and you're an idiot." And uh, you get that amazing Impulse series, series where Impulse is mentored by Max Mercury. Yeah, so good, excellent, very so good. good. Well, and Jesse Quick for the for the for the brief time that she was uh, the Flash was good. It's just not long after that is when Flashpoint happens. Yeah. Um, so but no, I, 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 I think it'll be interesting. I, to, to kind of go back to what you commented on. Yeah. I don't like this animation style. Bummer. I, I, I like I, it a lot. I did like, I didn't hate it. I, I love just the, love it. I love the designs. I will say, I love this design of the Superman suit. Love this Batman design. Love the green air design. The Flash is the Flash, <laughs> except for his weird mask. Yeah, the, the, the I noticed that it, it's like they were having a hard time with his nose or something like that because it keeps vanishing. Um, but also, like last night, we 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 canned an episode about the evolution of Nightwing co- uh, costumes, and we did an episode about Batman costumes. We'll never do one about Flash costumes because they have been the same. Yeah, other than They're... Jay Garrick, they have all been the same very little little to any difference but and speaking of that i i know you had to keep him robin for the familiar familiarity but why was dick grayson not nightwing i I don't again we don't know what what earth that was he was coming from and i'm gonna be really really angry because that costume looked like the teen titans costume Oh, see, I thought it looked like Damien's costume when he when that Robin showed up. I thought that was about to be like adult Damien because it looks with with the uh, like the way the, the chest piece is stitched and all that. It looks like what they used for Damien in the Injustice Two video game. So I'm I was I and again I was I was preparing myself to roll my eyes super hard because I was like, oh my god, they're not a not to force this on me are they uh again um yeah see i thought it looked like the titan the titans tv show costume could be i don't know i'm i'm pulling it up real quick all i remember about that was i hated it (laughs) but uh, yeah um it's yeah i don't know it was an interesting choice because well i want to i want to talk a little bit about some of these voice actors because i think these voice actors ultimately not i don't have a single problem with with the exception of one, I don't have a problem with any of these voice performances. I think Darren Chris is fantastic as animated Superman. I I know you're not as big a fan. I really like Jensen Eccles as Batman. Matt Bomer is doing great as The Flash. Jesse Simpson as Oliver Queen is fantastic. And I think he kind of sounds a little bit like Nathan Fillion. I, um, <laughs> Zachary Quinto as Lex Luthor is great. Jonathan Adams as Monitor is great. I like Ike Amati as, as Martian Manhunter. Um, and... Uh, Aldous Hodge was a, is, a, is a great choice to play John Stewart to voice John Stewart. I like Aldous Hodge a lot. Um, the actress who's playing Doctor Light and Huntress, Erica Ishii, is someone I'm actually a huge fan of from outside of voice work. Um, if you've ever watched anything from College Humor or Dropout, you might know her from Game Changer. Yes. Erica Ishii is a delight, and so I'm so glad that she's a part of this. Um, and Nolan North is one of the best working voice actors known to mankind right now. Um, and then, of course, the absolute surprise that was Nolan, uh, that was Lou Diamond Phillips as Owlman and the Spectre. Um, yes. Was was quite a choice. And I'm actually kind of bummed that that Owlman is now gone 
because I was like, oh, I could well, we'll see. Uh, yeah. As of right now, he's gone. <laughs> well, he didn't have a big part in the movie either. I think he had like, I think Grant Hill had like five lines. It's like, oh, but you got Lou Diamond Phillips? Oh, give me more of that, please. More Lou Diamond Phillips in everything. Correct. Um, do, it, do you remember what I picked him for in one of our recasts? I do not. I remember you picking him or something. You know, you're right. It does kind of look like that costume from Titans. Now that I'm looking at it like up close, yeah, it does kind of resemble that a little bit. Um, yeah. What did you, while I, while I pull up the Damien costume I'm talking about from Injustice 2, tell me, remind me again what it was you picked him for? I think I picked him for Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> you know what? I think I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those like, this is dumb, but great. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. It's like, I get, I get the choice. Um, but, you know, I, and I forget, I forget who I picked. I think I picked um, someone who's dead. I think if I remember correctly, I think somebody who was dead. Um, uh, but this is the suit that they have Damien wearing because it's an older Damien yeah. in the game. Um, so it kind of reminded me of this a little bit. Uh, this look here. I'd have to go back and look at it again because you don't get a very good look at it. Um, yeah. It's all pretty much from the pecs up in one shot. So, uh, But also, did you, hey, did, you, did you see Metamorpho when they were popping in all the characters? I saw Metamorpho. Yeah. I saw tons of characters that I was like, okay, yeah, it, why not? It was giving me JLU vibes in all the best ways. Uh, yes, it really definitely. was. Uh, I like the, I, I enjoyed quite a bit of the, uh, there were, I mean, like I texted you while I was watching it. I was like this scene where, where flash goes and gets everybody coffee for the think tank. And like Mr. Terrific and blue beetle are like, stunned at how good the coffee is like he takes one sip and blue beetles like this is the greatest cup of coffee i've ever had in my life and mr terrific is like no seriously i hate coffee and this is incredible yeah, this is incredible <laughs> and he's like yeah, yeah i got water from aquaman's planet i got the beans from this he's like you got all the ingredients like the best ingredients from all these different worlds and it's like Man, Flash just needs to open a coffee shop, man. <laughs> just, just the, the the Flash Flashpoint coffee, and it's all the ingredients are multidimensional for peak flavor. Um, uh, take all my money now. And then, of course, that leads into the vibrating the planets, which I think is from the comic. I don't remember. I honestly, I kept because for me, it kept making me think about Justice League Doom. Yeah, when they when they basically phased the planet to make it avoid a, a solar flare from taking it out. Yeah. Um, I do not remember if that's in crisis or not. I again, I I'm going to I can scroll the wiki real quick, but I don't. Well, well, let's not worry. We'll have to read it. Well, <laughs> we will. Yeah, we will read. And and when we by the time we get to part three of this, we'll have read we'll have reread crisis and can talk about it more at length. Um. Because, yeah, as, as I was watching the movie, I just kept thinking to myself, man, it really has been a long time since I've watched this. Because I don't remember what of this is from that and what of this yeah. just pulled from other things I've read or seen in other DC movies. Yeah. So. But no, I, I, I we've said it again. You said, you said it. I've said it. I'm going to reiterate it because I'm crazy is. The, the quality of this film really depends on the next two. Yeah. Because I'm kind of like, it was fine. Like I, I, I think I told you at one point, like I was, I was about to just turn it off. Yeah. Like this is, this is, I am bored watching this movie. Yeah. I don't care. And then when they finally got to the whole, like 
this is the point of the movie. And we got everybody collected. I was like, oh, now we're in the film. Yeah. I started getting like, okay, this part is cool. Let's, let's, let's trim this away. Yeah. And, but it, it so that's where I go. Like, did, did you guys, is it the time frame? Could they not do two two hour ones? They could only do three one and a half hour ones, and they had to add to the first one to make that happen. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, like, like just just kick it off, guys. Like, I I I, I don't know. It, it's always weird to me that some of the storylines they decide to adapt. Yeah, you know. So this is just one of those weird ones where that storyline in the comic was to clean up thirty to forty years of a mess of DC comics. Yeah. And this, there is no mess. <laughs> no, they had to create a mess in the first 45 minutes to then have a yeah. mess to solve. Um, here's one other thing I'll other chat. I love that in the introduction of, of the founding of the, re, the founding of the justice league, they throw it back to the classic hall of justice design. Yes. And, and, and for those who don't know, that makes me happy because I live in Dayton, Ohio, which is about an hour North of Cincinnati, Ohio. And the original Hall of Justice design from the Super Friends is based on the Cincinnati Union Terminal. You can go visit it. it and, I mean, and it is verbatim. That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> That's not a, oh, it kind of looks like, it's like, no, the animators of the show, because the show was, for those who don't know, um, the, uh, the show was produced by Hanna-Barbera, which was a division of Taft Broadcasting, which was based in Cincinnati at the time. Now, and what is it called? What's the building called? Cincinnati Union Terminal. Um, one of the one of the animators visited the terminal and was just like, "Yeah, that." Holy crap! Yeah, you looking at it right now? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Dude, I, I drive past it on the highway anytime I go down to Cincinnati. It's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> subtle. Again, it's not. It's not a loose inspiration. It's the building they drew. Yeah, that is the building. Because you got to realize they've also used that building in a plethora of other DC projects. It's in Batman Forever. Yeah. When they go to the circus, that's the building you see from the outside. They also yeah. used it in the CW in not Crisis on Infinite Earths, but in uh, one of the other big crossovers they did. They have their little fledgling CW Justice League gets together in this abandoned Star Labs warehouse. <laughs> the exterior shot is the Cincinnati Union Terminal because it looked like the Hall of Justice. That's the whole fucking point. So yeah. anytime I get to see that OG design pop up, it just, it gives me a little sense of pride because it's like, ah, yes, it's a part of my home, my home history. Uh, nice. So, but I also love that it was like, uh, hasn't been built yet. Like it was it needed yeah. to be refurbished and they're like, how did you get, where did we get this building in Batman? It's like, I got it for nothing. He's like, yeah. it's such a piece of crap. I got it for nothing. And then at the end, they're like, well, it's a good thing we were already going to rebuild the building. He's like, yeah, it's a good thing I already bought it. <laughs> and so, um, so it, it was, it's always cool getting to see that, but yeah, if you guys haven't already Googled the Cincinnati union terminal and you're going to be like, Oh, Oh yeah. He's not, he, he's not kidding. That's not an exaggeration. It is. That's the building. Insane. Yeah. That's that, insane. Um, so if you ever come out here to visit Matt, we'll, we'll, we'll go visit the Cincinnati union terminal. Uh, oh, I'm bringing yeah. costumes and, and we're taking yes, pictures. A thousand percent we are. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, this movie, I will say by the time this movie ended, I was invested, but it took me till the end to get invested. And about the time I started to give a damn, the credits rolled. Yeah. Um, I will say this, and I texted you this last night, but I want to say it here. If there's one thing this movie did very well is it reminded me just how much 
I need I, Iris and Barry to always end up together. Um, Iris West and Barry Allen are the uh, are the the the, the Peggy Carter and uh, Captain America of DC, and that they have to always be together. I need yes. that relationship to be a constant. Um, otherwise, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I I admit that when that whole situation happened, I was a little heartbroken. They did a um, very, very, very good job of establishing their relationship in this movie. But yeah. you a thousand percent believe that these two are 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 soulmates. And and yes, when when what happens happens, uh, I was like, I genuinely got a little choked up. I was like, oh <laughs> no, no, Barry can't live without Iris. Barry needs Iris. Um, so I. I just, yeah, I want to go back and reread. I don't want to, but I feel inclined to go back and reread Crisis. And this just has me, by the end of it, I was like, okay, cool. I'm ready for part two right now, though. Like, the fact is, because it's going to be at least three months, because right, because this isn't on HBO Max, on Max yet. It's still like you can buy it VOD or go buy the DVD, but it's not like streaming on Max yet. So, it's going to be at least three months till this hits max. I can't. And so I'm imagining it's probably going to be longer than that before we get part two, even available for purchase. It'll so, probably be, I'm thinking part two will be June. Yeah. I was going to say sometime like midsummer, I would guess. Cause I, cause I would almost say like, if you do that June, then you can do the trailer for part three at Comic-Con. That would be my guess that, that, or you, cause Comic-Con is, it's in August. It's in August. Yes, I think. So you don't want to wait till August to put out part two because then you're already two thirds of the way through the year. Um, yeah, yeah, but also you don't want to wait too long because Creature Commandos is coming out this year. So yeah. and we don't have an official release date for that yet. We'll get that when the trailer comes out during the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm yeah. telling you, it's going to happen. If, if there's not if there's not a trailer for Creature Commandos at the Super Bowl, I'm gonna start getting a little worried. I'm only on the fence about it just because traditionally it's always movies. I don't know if they ever uh, advertise no, streaming I, shows. No, they absolutely did. Dude, I was working the Super Bowl when they were dropping all the Marvel series trailers. Uh, oh, that's right. That they WandaVision, like a... Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki. They dropped oh, trailers yeah. for all of those during the Super Bowl. And, and again, in 2024, as heavy as a cultural grip that streaming series have on people... You're not passing up that chance unless it's just like, an under unless it's an under budget. Like you're not seeing your average, you're not seeing a new season of Big Mouth putting a trailer on the Super Bowl. Yeah. But but a streaming series with HBO, Warner Brothers, DC backing money. Yeah. And also they need the goodwill. Uh, they need yeah. to get eyes on this. Then this is a Creature Commandos is something nobody knows anything about in the general audience. So you're going to have to put some money into some marketing to get some eyes on it. That's so, fair. That's fair. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, creature, uh, crisis on infinite earth part one. Um, you know, if I had to give it a score out of 10, I'd give it a six, maybe a seven. And it's like, yeah, it's watchable. It's, I give it a passing grade, but mostly because the last, the second half is what saves it. Yeah. The first 45 minutes while they're not, bad are just they're just there to be clean up they're just there that's exposition that's all it is yeah so not that there's not cool action in it but it's like it's just yeah. there to it's just 45 minutes of world building it's 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 a lord up 
Yeah, I think it's a six for me. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it's a six. It's like a C minus, a C ish. I don't know. Like it, it's, I really wanted to like it more. I really like the latter half, but yeah, yeah. The, the first. It's if you watch this and you've, or if you haven't watched this yet, yeah, just fast forward to minute forty five. <laughs> yeah, like get to get to Barry and Iris's wedding. Yeah, that's all you really need to know. Once you get to Barry and Iris's wedding, because again, anybody who cares about this knows these characters has probably read crisis on infinite earth to, to some extent yeah. and doesn't. And again, it's, it's, it's uncle Ben and Spider-Man. We don't need it. Yeah. No. So I, I think I, but yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't, if you just have to watch it, watch it. But I would almost say, wait till two comes out, watch one and two. If you're gonna, if you're going to watch this, wait till it hits max. Don't pay to watch this. Is what I would yeah. say. Don't like don't don't pay extra money to, to watch us on VOD. Wait till it's on Max in April. This is not one that I'm going to tell people like mm, find the money and spend it and watch it now. Like no, this like you can wait. Yeah, wait. I would. I if we weren't doing this show, I'd probably just wait till all three parts were out. Honestly, because yeah. this this just feels like a story that needs to be seen in, in completion. This is not like a show. It, it, it this is not like a TV show or a series of movies where they're telling multiple parts of a story. Cause like, like, you know, the long Halloween, at least part one was a complete enough story that you can, when you, it can hold you over to watch part two. When they did the dark Knight returns one, yeah, part one was a complete enough story that it was, I could wait till part two. This is such an incomplete chunk of the story. Yeah. For me to, to really say whether or not it's any good, I got to know the rest. Of, I got to see the rest of this, especially because Dark Knight Returns and Long Halloween were, for the most part, panel panel a, a direct direct yeah. pull. They're taking swings with this, yeah. So I don't know. Agreed. It did build up anticipation so much as just apprehension, but we'll see what it looks like. If you have seen this, we'd love to know what you guys think about it. Uh, if you're listening to us on Good Pods, you can leave a comment on the episode when you rate it. You can also find us over on Facebook. We are the Batman is on Facebook. Uh, you guys can also find me on social media at Mr. Mike Shea. You can find me at Mr. J Ninja. And we have a Q&A episode coming up. Yes, we do. So you can drop it on our website. You can go to the Facebook group. Or if you want to like hit us on Twitter or threads or whatever weird social media. Yeah. You have a question for the show, put them on there and we will run through them probably the first week of February. Yeah. Early February, first second week of February. Look out for that. We haven't done one of these in a while, so uh, it'll be fun to do that. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for this week on. We are the Batman. We'll see you again next time. Same bad time, same bad podcast channel. Bye-bye.